It's the brand new podcast. Welcome to the brand new podcast. I'm Gavin. From entrepreneurs to athletes, influencers to investors, creators to coders, we want to explore the stories behind their brands. So I'm here with Luke Nefrata, super excited about today's episode. He has a startup he's been working on called WeLift that's really revolutionizing the way people are able to help their neighbors do something that we've all been doing already for a long time. Uh, and that is is this moving process that a lot of us dread. Well, he's making it exciting and it's a, it's a cool take on this innovative industry of apps connecting people in a way that they haven't before. Luke, how are you? I'm doing well, Gavin. Thanks for having me. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you having me. I'm excited to be here. No, you have a cool story. I mean, so you're a BYU student, just like me. Um, you're able to go through, kind of find this niche and really push it into something that is turning out really, really cool. And so obviously we want to hear a little bit later about your Silicon Slopes experience and what you're doing now. But um, with this inspiration, where, where did this come from? And I know you had created the company with your wife. We want to hear yeah. the story behind what is uh, WeLift and where is it going to go? Yeah, uh, great question. Um, so yeah, we started WeLift. I guess the idea for WeLift started um, back in the summer of last year. So the summer of 2020. Um, my wife and I had just gotten engaged. Um, we've been married now for just over a year and I'm from Tennessee originally, and she's from Las Vegas. And so I moved out to Vegas to be with her, um, during our engagement. And as I was out there, I got a job working construction and I realized I, I'm young, obviously college student married. I needed as much money as I could make. Um, I was trying to hustle and do anything that I could to just make money, um, to save up for, for, our wedding and then, you know, just living expenses. I was on my own for the first time in a while. And so um, just trying to make as much money as I could. Uh, I got a construction job. I was working DoorDash and Uber in between my hours, my actual work, um, but I drove a truck. And so like gas was kind of killing me. I didn't like putting a bunch of miles on my car. Oh, sorry. Um, I didn't like, put, I didn't like putting a, a bunch of miles on my car. And um, I was like, man, this, you know, this is just not working. And so I, I dropped that. And then one day, my, my soon-to-be brother-in-law, he asked me if I would uh, help him move a piano. I was like, sure, yeah. Um, went and helped him out. I didn't think much of it, just helping out a friend. Like you said, this is something we all do. Um, <laughs> on Saturdays, a lot of our Saturdays are spent maybe helping people move when we don't want to. And so I didn't think much of it. Um, but then he gave me 45 bucks as a thank you. And I was like, you know, 45 bucks at that time, that was a million dollars to me. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. I appreciate it. Um, and so I was driving home from that. And I was like, man, if that, if I could just go help people move whenever I wanted, like DoorDash and Uber, um, and I wouldn't have to drive over town all the time, like moving is not too hard. You know, I can, I can do it whenever. Um, I was like, that would be the gig. And so that was, that, that was last summer. I didn't do anything with it. I just had that thought and I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, then my wife, we got married, my wife, Sydney, who's fantastic. Um, we got married and, and she has always been entrepreneurial, um, knew that she wanted to start a business. Um, and she was trying to decide between the entrepreneurship program and the finance program here at BYU. And so she was like, I don't know which way I want to go about it. Both are, are compelling and interesting to me. And we had a family friend that was like, you know what you should do is just start a business. And, and that'll be the best way for you to figure out what you like about business. It'll be good um, to just get a sense for business and it'll look good on any application into any program. And so she was like, all right, cool. I'll start a business, but I don't know what to start. And I was like, well, you know, I have this idea or had this idea back then. Let's try it. And so we sent out some 
very early validation surveys just to get in, uh, you know, if people would be cool having strangers come into their home, move their stuff. Turns out they already do that anyways with other moving companies or or the Elders Quorum or something like that. And so um, people seem to, to like the idea. And it started just me and my friends. We were like the quote unquote on-demand movers, right? Like the whole value proposition behind WeLift is that we can get you guys, you know, really soon, just like DoorDash. You know, you can have someone at your door really quick. You don't have to wait months or weeks for a moving company to fit you in their schedule. Um, and then we're also customizable, right? If you just need one person to help you move your couch, or if you need a whole team of people to move your whole house, we can, we can accommodate both. Whereas, you know, larger moving companies, they're only going to do the latter um, and they're going to charge you thousands of dollars for it. And so it started off with just me and my, my friends, we were your on-demand moving crew. And we went on, on these huge moves. I mean, we'd be skipping class, like customers would be like, I need someone in 30 minutes. And I'd like, I have to leave class early and, and go and, and help people move. And since then it's, it's grown and, and we've been really lucky to see the success that WeLift has brought. It's been cool to see kind of customer adoption and, and how people have used our service, obviously as a moving service, but you know, as so much more people when they're redoing their floors and they need to move a chair from one side of the room to the other, like the higher I hire our guys. Um, we had a, a customer the other day who is an older lady and she literally called. She was like, Hey, can I just get one guy for an hour to follow me around Costco and lift all the heavy stuff into my cart? And we were like, yeah, for sure. That's, that's what we're about. And so we, we try as best we can to emphasize that we're so much more than just a moving company. Obviously, you know, we're there to help with moving. That's why we started. Um, but we've realized that there's this, this kind of extra set of, of lifting utility that, that people don't understand. And, and it's a service that, that we're more than happy to provide. And so um, it's, been, it's been cool to see. But yeah, we've, we've grown a lot since then. <laughs> Holy cow. I, I completely get that. So at the very beginning of COVID, just like you, I started driving Uber. Yep. And unfortunately, I didn't have this idea because I'd be doing what <laughs> you're doing, I guess. But no, I mean, you're driving people around. And there's a lot that goes into something like that, that I think your business has an advantage over that because you're going to go drive Uber. Well, before you even pick someone up, you got to make sure your car's clean. Yeah. You got to make sure your yep. trunk is empty. You got to make sure... Honestly, I mean, there's there's a lot that goes into it. Waking up super early to try to catch those airport drives. Yeah, there's so much that. Yeah, I mean, anyone who's done it for more than a day knows <laughs> that Uber's great for just making a little bit of money here and there if you want to stay busy. But uh, something like this, I mean, that's uh, it's taken the do you even lift, bro? It's a, yeah. a whole a yeah, whole no joke. Life. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So are you are you uh? recruiting at gold's gym or where are you where yeah you where uh anyone who can lift uh, if you bench 225 you're more than happy to come on <laughs> well, I, no. i'm not gonna fit the requirement then um, um so you yeah, also, no. you'll probably have this platform right that you create and just like any of those apps or any of those services people will register on that platform yeah so right now um it's unique i guess and different from uber and doordash in the sense that we have an app for our we call them our lifters right uh, our movers um, we have an app for them. It's like a scheduling app, similar to DoorDash or Uber. You can see kind of the moves in your area. Um, you can schedule, get on whatever move you want to get on. You can look at details, look at um, pay, see how much pay you've made, stuff like that. But for customers, um, we haven't developed an app for them just because moving is so much more infrequent than like ride sharing or, or ordering food. Um, so we have a website for customers to reach out, um, reach out to us. We see them going through that um platform and, and it's been really great they reach out to us through the website put in their move details um and then that connects to our our application that we have for our lifters uh and they can see all those details and then take the shift so 
Yeah. Wow. So, so are they using their own cars then, or is there a vehicle aspect to that or? Yeah. Great question. Um, so yeah, so our guys, so a lot of it is just manpower. Um, so most people don't know this, but I guess, unless you really understand the moving industry, no one really knows it, but most people move, um, on their own DIY movers. So like 70% of people who move just do it by themselves. They rent the U-Haul and they load up their trucks. And so a lot of people use us to just go and help load or unload a U-Haul. Um, or then like, like I mentioned, just move stuff around their home. That's what the majority of jobs are. And so we don't have any box trucks. We don't have any moving trucks or anything like that. We, we provide the manpower. Um, we do offer like furniture to delivery. Um, and so guys, our guys who have a pickup truck, they can transport like a couch or something in, in the back of their pickup truck. And they'll make a little extra money if they use their own pickup truck or like we have people with sprinter vans too, I guess. Um, but we, we've seen that people buy a, a huge TV from Costco and they have no way to fit it in their Honda Civic. And they're like, I don't know what to do. And so um, our guys will pick that stuff up for them. But um, other than that, yeah, it's, it's a lot of just manpower, like showing up, lifting heavy stuff and, and getting a paycheck. That's like a complete other business application. I didn't even think about that. You're going to have not only the home moving, but now with all this, like right now, I'd say even over Uber, the big one that's like surging is the grocery delivery and like yeah, yeah, all of these delivery services. Yep. And I didn't even think that there are going to be things like, yeah, Costco, Best Buy, these RC Willie, whatever. Right. They need some manpower to go and they don't want to, they don't want to get on the wait list and say, Hey, like, Oh, you guys want to deliver this two months from now? Then yeah, like just put us wherever, I guess, and we'll sleep on this mattress on the floor till then. So that that is like huge. I didn't even realize that. Wow. Yeah, it's been it's been cool. Uh, one move we, we or I guess a couple moves that we did with one customer. It was they they had us. We got they they were selling their house, and so we took their furniture to like DI. Um, you know, we delivered their furniture that they wanted to donate. And then we moved their house or we loaded them up, un unloaded them in a new location and then helped to deliver the new furniture. So they used us like four times in like the span of a week or something because they were <laughs> just like, there's so many different applications. And then they called the other day because they're going to start redoing their floors in their new house and they want us to move their furniture. And so um, a lot of people think that like, you know, you'll use WeLift once in your life when you move. And, and for some people, that's totally true. But um, it's just been really cool and uh, surprising, I think is the word. Um, surprising to see like how often people will use us and for what they'll use us. And so it's been, it's been fun. Yeah. That's, that's a really cool. Yeah. That's um, wouldn't even think about some of those applications. So <laughs> you, uh, you create this platform. That's, I mean, just for a college student, that has to be a really intimidating process. What was your mindset approaching? I mean, figuring out that process of creating a platform and then deciding even why, why the mobile app, why online, sure. um, what is that like? Yeah, no, that's a good question. It, so I'm not um, technical. My wife and I are, are not technical in the sense that like we don't code um, and we can't write code. We can't um, develop any software or anything like that. Um, we read, you know, getting into the business and we tried to, I don't know, do as much research and, and gain as much knowledge as we could. Um, I think my wife and I are both learners at our core. We're trying to just, you know, learn and, and improve as much as we can. And so um, we read Lean Startup, uh, if you're familiar with that, or if any of the listeners are familiar, it's, it's a popular entrepreneurial book. And, and that helped to influence a lot of kind of how we operated early on uh, before, like you're saying, we were able to build out, fully build out the, these uh, online platforms. Um, and so it started out with just, we, we tried, we call it like, we tried to hack our way uh, and not in like a technical sense, but you know, any shortcut or, or any, um, you know, anything that we could take to 
get us 80% of the way there while only putting in 20% of the effort. That's, that was the route we were going to do. So it started off our, our platform was just Facebook. We would advertise in these groups. And I remember every Monday I, I had an early morning class, but that was when I had to post in every group. because I was only allowed to post once a week. And so every Monday I would post about like this, we lift moving service on demand movers, you know, just give the whole spiel, put a picture in all, all these Facebook groups across Utah and Las Vegas. Um, or, or I guess at first it was just Utah. And I was like, you know, here's where we're at. Here's what we're doing. And that was like our, that was our one side of the marketplace. That was how customers found us. And then the other side, once it got larger than just me and my friends, the lifter side, we, we got on this um, scheduling app that's, that's used for like shift work at restaurants. Um, but we kind of adopted it to be able to assign shifts um, to our, our lifters. And that was the other end. That was our, our lifter platform. And so um, we just used that. I mean, I think the, at that point we'd already made money. We, we were bootstrapping it. And so the lifter app costs like a hundred bucks a month or something like that. And, you know, so that wasn't too hard and Facebook was free. And so we were spending very little money to like maintain this quote unquote platform. Um, and then that helped us gain some early traction. We were able to do a lot of moves just um, operating like that, very lean, very MVP if people are familiar with that phrase. Um, and Sent that that helped us gain a lot of traction, get a lot of money, um, and helped us to attract some investors and, and people who outside of us that were like, oh, this is actually a really good idea. You guys are validating it in an early stage without having to put in a lot of capital. Um, and so that helped us to acquire venture funds and um, get some money under us so that we could hire on developers who could build something a little more robust and build the online platform and stuff like that. Um, but it started out very, very simple. I mean, it was just a Facebook group and a back-end scheduling app and we were just running both sides of it um i was posting in, in my early morning monday class every every week and it, it went from there wow so is the next step going to create kind of like your own distinct app is that already in the process or yeah so we we actually we just uh we launched it last month um we've been developing it all summer and so yeah we have our own our own app the we lift app now um for lifters if they want to download that and and you know, anyone can hop on the platform. And so that's, that's been really cool. And kind of looking towards the future, uh, a lot of it, I, I mean, and even now that's still in its early stages. I mean, it looks, um, it's usable, I guess. It's not necessarily the prettiest app, but it, it is usable. And, and so now moving on, it's just iterating and, and revamping that app, making it look nicer, adding on new features, rating systems, uh, badges, badge systems, um, incentive systems, much like Uber and DoorDash have for their drivers, you know, hot streak bonuses, um, you know, uh, competitive hours, stuff like that. Um, anything that we can do to make the lifters experience more enjoyable, um, we're, we're looking to, to add on. Dang. So as, as someone who like, for me, I'm fairly young, right. But I like to invest and like to like read through articles, see these new companies coming up. And honestly, with what you've told me already, I feel like if that was just the pitch right there, like I'm pretty I'm pretty sold. I don't know. I mean, I can't bench 225, so I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go cancel my subscription. Right. But for the creatine junkies out there, I'm, I'm really sitting here saying like, why, why are you not canceling your gym subscription pin 20, 50 bucks a month and just going straight to, to the WeLift app and make money instead. Which uh, of course I'm referencing that Nathan for you episode. Yeah, have you seen that? That's funny. Yeah, I have. Of course. Yeah. I actually, I didn't see it. I was um, so I guess a bit of a backstory behind this whole Nathan for you thing for me, at least I, my wife and I, as we were starting this company, um, we, we went full in, uh, we, we quit 
both of our jobs and, and went full in and we were living off our savings, our very, very meager savings. Um, and, and so in order to kind of supplement that, I would donate plasma. Like uh, I, I was one of those plasma people. And so I go twice a week and I still have the scar on my arm to prove it. But um, I would go. And so one day I was, I was going and they always like ask you, the, the phlebotomist or whoever sticks you, they're like, oh, you know, what are you doing? And I was telling them about the company and he was like, dude, have you seen Nathan for you? It's like your thing. And I was like, no, it's, man, it's, I it's haven't. He's scary. You got to check Close. this out. And so I was like, okay. And so I, I watched it. I was like, man, that we should market just like that. I don't know what we're doing. This is it. Well, no, I, I mean, I think obviously like for anyone familiar with Nathan for you, or if you're not literally after this podcast, go look it up. Um, <laughs> I'm not even sure which streaming, you can just Google what streaming platform it's on. But the whole premise of that show is he'll take a, a business that's already doing fine and he'll put some crazy spin on it to like try and reinvent the wheel and say it's going to do that much better. Um, but the, the most hilarious thing is that he does an episode on a moving company and he's trying to tell people to come participate in his workout class and the workout class is moving people. And so he's making money on people paying for the workout class and making people paying, making money people paying for the moving aspects too so i saw this and i was just dying laughing it was it was pretty hilarious but yeah when you start charging charging our guys quit paying them start charging them man yeah it's a that's a free pump right there so is that <laughs> was that the pitch not not the nathan for you right but everything yeah. kind of up until that was that the pitch that you were giving at silicon slopes or or what does that look like putting that in a in kind of a format to to present in front of these investors, that's got to be just another intimidating step in the process. Yeah, it was um, Silicon Slopes uh, specifically was pretty intimidating um, just because it's it's so well renowned here in Utah. Um, and we knew that a lot of the the VC funds and, and venture capitalists and, and angel investors were all going to be looking at the companies that pitched there. Um, and so we knew, you know, regardless of if we won or not, we had to put on a good pitch and, and present ourselves well so that you know, as these eyeballs are on us that we're at least, you know, showing what we got. Um, so Silicon Slopes, and it was difficult to, um, for most competitions similar to Silicon Slopes, you have at least five minutes to, to get your whole spiel out about your company. Um, Silicon Slopes was unique because you only have four minutes and a minute doesn't sound like much of a difference, but when you're trying to, you know, talk about 10 months of hard work and, and all that you've done, that minute really does, uh, does matter. And so it was difficult. Uh, we tried to condense you know, everything about our business, our, our journey, our business model, our revenue model, our projections, um, and, and the team and the people that we've accrued behind us. We try to condense that all into four minutes and um, nerve wracking for sure. I, I going up there, we were honestly surprised to be a finalist. I, I think there were 125 or so applicants um, who applied to be in the competition and, and they chose 10 finalists out of that. Um, and so that for us was a huge win. We'd never uh, been a finalist in any type of competition, let alone something as big as Silicon Slopes. And so that was huge. And, and we were really excited about that. And so I think that took the pressure off of the actual presentation because we weren't in it to win. Uh, we, we were in it to just be in it. We were, we were so stoked to just be there. Um, and so we were just like happy that we're here. We're going to do our best and, and present ourselves as best we can. And um, just happy that we made it this far. And then winning it obviously was the icing on the cake and, and was a huge surprise. 
my wife and I, uh, you know, in the on backstage after everyone had done their pitch and the judges were elaborating, uh, they got us all together like, all right, we're going to all wait back here um, and the judges will announce the winner on stage. And so my wife and I, I mean, we were in the way back behind every other team because we're like, we don't want to be in anyone's way when they win. Like, we'll just we'll just sit back. And and um, when they announced that we won, my wife and I were like, no, like we were like, did, did we hear that wrong? And so we took <laughs> a little second to get on the stage because we're like, I don't think that's actually us. Um, but it was so fun, man. I mean, it was, it was a blast. The other teams at Silicon Slopes were fantastic. And, um, they, it was great getting to know those founders. Uh, we had a really great time there. And then since then we've been pitching, uh, doing a similar pitch or a similar kind of, you know, spiel, giving our story out to, you know, everyone who's going to listen. And we've been very blessed, um, and lucky to have people reach out to us. It hasn't been too much of us reaching out to others. Um, and it's always a good, good situation to be in when people are coming to you. And so, um, we've been really, really lucky and blessed to, to, to be in that, in that spot. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, $250,000 <laughs> from Silicon Slopes. Now you have this year ahead of you. You just, I mean, that Silicon Slopes is huge. It's growing every year so yeah. much. Super cool. They had Steve Cook from Apple as the keynote speaker this year. So um, and so to go up there and present and just know like who's in that room and and even just see them, well, pretty, you, you win this competition, but, and then you win it in front of those people and sure. now have this prize to, to go and make the most out of it. That's just huge. So huge. Congrats, man. That's, Thanks, that's man. awesome. I, I, appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Um, so your day-to-day -day now you have this investment, you have more investment coming in. Um, what does your day-to-day -day look like now and what sacrifices are you having to make because I feel like this is where it's getting probably serious for you, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, it's, um, so this, where we're at right now is like uh, the maker, we, we call it the maker break, I guess. It's, you know, statistically, I, I'm very much a numbers guy and I, I enjoy statistics. Uh, and so statistically, like when companies fail, it's it's at this point or before, right? And so to get past this, is kind of like a, you're, you drop down in, in your your failure rate, which is a really big big moment, but that comes like you're saying with big sacrifices and, um, it's a lot more work for sure. And, and it's, it's a real thing now. And it was cool. Silicon slopes kind of validated all this hard work and all this, um, I don't know, sacrifice that we put in up into this point in front of everyone. It kind of showed that, Hey, we lift is a, is there a real company? They're a really good startup and, and they're on the up and up. And so that was a, a fun validation, but now it's, it's a lot of meetings, uh, a lot more than it maybe it was previously. Uh, meetings with investors, we're, we're raising a seed round for $3 million. And so um, it's, it's a lot of asking people for a lot of money. Um, and then on top of that, you know, what we're using that money for is hiring, a, you know, and expanding the rest of our team. And so I, I do and conduct um, a lot of the interviews. And so I, I'm in meetings either asking for money or asking people if they'll join my team. Um, and it's fun. It's really, really cool. It's one of my favorite parts of this, this job and this work is being able to connect and meet new people and, and just hearing their experiences and, and hearing what they bring to the table. It's, it's absolutely exciting to me. Um, but it's, that's my day is a lot of meetings. Um, so some, if people don't like meetings, uh, maybe being a, a startup CEO isn't for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, meetings are inevitable, I think in whatever <laughs> industry you're going to go into, unfortunately. So I don't think, I don't think that should be anything to deter someone, but, um, so meetings all day, are you still trying to keep up with school or what's the, how are you, how are you balancing that? Good question. So I'm not in school anymore. 
Um, after, so I, we started this back in January of this year. I was doing my winter semester at BYU. I was a construction management major. Um, and then March, my Sydney, my wife and I, we decided to just jump all in. Um, and over the summer, we were all in doing this 24-7 and, and it blew up. And so as school started to come back around, we had to make the decision like, you know, what are we going to do? And, and so I decided to, to go on WeLift full-time. Um, and Sid, she works full-time still uh, at WeLift as well, but she's doing like seven credits at BYU still. So she's still in school a little bit and she's doing a, a really good job at balancing that. She, she ended up choosing the entrepreneurship program. And so that's where she's at right now. Um, but I'm, I'm full-time WeLift, just, just grinding it out. Um, I'm not a dropout yet though. I, uh, BYU gives you a year. They give you like a year break where they're like, yeah, if you want to come back, you can come back. And so that's, I still have a, a couple months left in my year. Something tells me that if you wanted to go back, they would let you back. I don't, <laughs> I, something even, I, I want to say that even years from now, this takes off, you're doing something down the road. They're still going to be right. You're, you're going to get an email and you're just going to see your name on the alumni list. And you're going to be like, oh, shoot, like, sweet, I guess. I guess. <laughs> but then, then you're going to read the bottom of the email asking for money. And then you're going to say, yeah, ah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know if I really graduated. Awesome. And then they'll remind you that, that you bought a rock pass and <laughs> we're sitting in the student section still for the last four years. So, and you're like, yeah, oh man, I forgot. I guess so. That's funny. Oh, well, congrats again. I mean, this is such a big deal. It's, it's cool how many, um, like, not as successful as your situation, but just the go getters that are able to go and present at. Um, Silicon Slopes and are doing similar projects or different things and um, cool. I, it is an intimidating environment, but everyone's so nice. They're wanting to make their projects work out. And I think that that's just what hopefully, I mean, well, that's what I want for you. That's what I, I know all the listeners that yeah. hear your story are going to want for you. So I'm definitely going to go download the WeLift app after this, even if, <laughs> even if I never have a chance to actually do it, I just want to check it out. And I yeah, definitely would out, say huh? for the listeners, like just do the same, you know, you, that's a that's a good learning experience to download the app check it out look into it sign up and just just see you know maybe that'll give you some inspiration for your startup someday and um being able to see that luke's been able to bootstrap this and get this to this point where they have the app they have the idea and they're ready to run with it and they're making a lot of progress so super super interesting awesome yeah Um, that's fun yeah, insane. Well, you have your day to day down. You you've sacrificed school, and I, I mean a sacrifice well worth making. We <laughs> wish the best for you. Is there any way if someone's hearing about this, um, how what's the best way to contact you? Uh, whether they are trying to look for working with WeLift or yeah. investing with WeLift, what's the best way to contact the company? Um, it's going to be my email for sure. Um, I, I check it like 24 seven. So it's just Luke L U K E at the, we lift T H E W E L I F T.com. So Luke at the, we lift.com. Cool. Well, that's a, that's a great way to contact him. I also just go at him on LinkedIn and yeah. um, be, you, that way you can follow. This is, this is the very beginning. And someday <laughs> when he's on guy Raz, how I, how we built oh, this. Oh, <laughs> someday right uh you'll have been on linkedin following the whole story so thanks again for coming on luke and um really appreciate a chance to to hear your story and we we wish you the best thanks gavin i appreciate it thanks so much for having me on it was great